your Locked On Canadiens, your daily podcast on the Montreal Canadiens, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 510 of Lockdown Canadians. And inside today's episode, we have Team Canada updates on Canadians' prospects and who else has made their respective World Juniors teams. COVID threatens the NHL's not only their season, but the Olympics. And we have our contest winners and a lot of other big news for all of you all inside this episode. I am one of your hosts. I am Scott Matlin. Thank you, as always, for making Lockdown Canadians your first listen of the day every single day of the week. I am joined, as always, by the active stick, Laura Saba, who is, well, not rudely abandoning me, but like taking a much-deserved vacation in a couple of weeks ahead of things. Laura, you're heading on vacation in a week. How are you? How are you doing ahead of that? I, you know what? It's one week away. It's it feels like two years away with the amount of stuff that we have to get done before. I leave, but you know, we've got a couple fun crossovers coming up. One is with uh, Rachel Donner of Locked On Flyers. And then I know when I leave you solo, you're going to be having a bit of fun with other hosts on the network. So we've got a lot of fun content planned, and we're really, really hoping that A, Carrie Price comes back, and B, the Canadian pick a general manager at some point before the end of the year. I, didn't, I completely didn't realize that Laura's going to be halfway across the world and the Canadians are going to hire like the amalgamation of Pierre Maguire and Patrick Watt to run the team. And no one is going to be able to stop me from just having the world's worst meltdown on this show. But it's basically Gilbert Gottfried, who you just described as Gilbert Gottfried. Uh, one, I think that'd be hilarious. We should have him. We should pay him for a cameo <laughs> to read like Canadians, like lineups or something like the Sens people did for that Brady Kachuk <laughs> tweet. But um, getting into the actual news today, we do have a World Juniors update uh, for Montreal. Caden Gooley has made Team Canada. He's expected to potentially be the captain of Team Canada this year. He's going to be playing a ton of minutes for that team. He's going to be up there with Owen Power playing for Team Canada, which is a huge, uh, huge feather in Gooley's cap. But the bad news of that is Joshua Wah was cut from Team Canada despite a one goal, one assist performance against U Sports. He looked great uh, playing with 2023 draft eligible Connor Bedard, who is 16 years old. But it just wasn't quite enough. But that doesn't mean that he didn't impress. Team Canada's management mentioned how difficult a decision it was made to be uh, to cut someone like Watt as the last round of cuts. And Scott Wheeler at The Athletic put in an article talking about how Watt got himself to where he's at this season. He always had a lot of talent, but he never really kind of put everything together. And this year... I believe upon the time that Wa left for World Juniors camp, he was either first or top three, I'm not 100% sure, in scoring in the QMJHL, which is uh, quite a feather in his cap. So it's disappointing to not see him there, but we've seen it before with like Michael McNiven in the OHL when you get snubbed or you don't make it and you feel like maybe you should have, you come out and when you're playing in your regular league, you have that extra chip on your shoulder. And I'm not saying that Wah is going to be 
that person, but the extra motivation, honestly, we're going to see Joshua Y, I think, really light up the queue uh, for Sherbrooke here in the near future. I'm very excited to see what he does with this, to be honest, because he was somebody that we were sort of, we weren't, we weren't super sure when he was drafted. We were excited that he was going to be in our backyard so we could keep an eye on him and see how he develops. And I like hearing buzz about Canadians draft picks and prospects. I like when there's hope. I like when it's before they ruin the development. So we have things to look forward to, to be honest. And it's exactly like you said, he got picked to go to the camp, right? He got picked. He was on the long list. He, it was a, you know, it was a, a difficult cut to make. So he's got the experience of going and meeting the players and meeting hockey Canada and all of that. But you also remember that Canada is always a stacked lineup. So any, any, literally anybody who gets invited to any of those, whether it's at the Olympic level, the world juniors level, or, you know, any, any kind of tournament, you know, when you have such a stacked team that chances are they're against you. The chances are against you, not with you, unless you're literally Connor McDavid. So I feel like in this case, like the experience is good, but it also puts that little bit of motivation in him to just prove everybody wrong. That's definitely something that, you know, it's, it's a very hockey player narrative, but I feel like in this case, it's probably going to play out really well. And I'm excited to see what he does for the, re- the remainder of the season. And the other part of that is, like we said, Caden Gooley has made Team Canada. He was expected to be a lock basically right from the start. He, why wouldn't he be? He's a returning player, and he's got he's he's got that Team Canada ness to him. I don't know how to better <laughs> phrase it than that. So it's it's literally the look. He's got the he's got the demeanor. He 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 behaves. That's why people keep comparing him to Shea Weber. He's it's a good old boy. He's got that. He's got that presence. Yeah, exactly. He's got the presence and and that makes a lot of sense. But at the same time, like from our perspective as Canadians fans, as people who want this team to do well, we want him to get the most experience and the most challenges possible as he prepares to make it to the NHL. He he made a pretty good case for himself showing how developed he has been so far in the last training camp. So I feel like he's knocking on the door right now and we knew that he was going to get sent back. We knew that it was a long shot to make the team. And at this point, given how, you know, the NHL team has been doing, this is kind of the best case scenario in which he's being given all these challenges. He was traded first. He was a captain. Then he was traded. It was a blockbuster trade. And now he's going to, you know, the world juniors again, he's expected to captain. Like there's a lot of experience that he's gaining from this. And for me, that's only a positive. Yeah, and Gooley isn't the only one who's expected to potentially captain their team. I believe Jan Mishak will captain the Czech Republic. I believe he did in the last tournament. If not, wear a letter for them. And Oliver Kapanen had a really impressive Four Nations tournament. And I believe it was Four Nations. Patrick will correct me if I am wrong, which I very well might be. He has made Team Finland, which is always a very deep team. The big disappointment is there was no one from the U.S. this year. Luke Tuck did not have a very strong uh, start to his season. He's been injured at Boston University, and he's struggled a little bit since then. And everyone else is, unfortunately, too old at this point in time. So it's going to be real interesting to watch. Like, I obviously, I'm going to cheer for the Americans to repeat because, duh, American. Uh, at the same time, though, I find myself drifting more towards kind of looking at not only the draft eligible players with the Canadians situation this year, but also a guy like Kapanen, who I don't really have a chance to watch a lot of and see more of Jan Meshach, who I haven't had to watch a lot of in the OHL 
or even Caden Gooley, who, quite frankly, playing in the WHL starts by the time I'm going to bed. So there's a lot to look forward to, especially if you're a Habs fan this year and you don't really want to root for anybody. There's a lot more out there. There's some prospects to pay attention to, but it doesn't have to divide your entire tournament. And obviously, as things happen, once the tournament starts, I and Laura, depending on how our recording schedules work out, We'll have your World Juniors updates daily, uh, depending on what Habs prospects do things, what Shane Wright does, etc. But coming up next, COVID is once again wreaking havoc on the NHL. And we're going to take a look at what this means for upcoming games and potentially the Olympics. And all that's coming up next. The holidays are always tough to find gifts for friends and families, but luckily... At least in my experience, nothing is better than Omaha Steaks, and the holidays are right around the corner, so if you're ever struggling, check them out. Omaha Steaks makes it easy to send friends and family an unforgettable gift guaranteed to be loved. And if you go to omahasteaks.com and enter NHL into the search bar, you can order the perfect gift package. For $99, you'll get 24 entrees like the world-famous bacon-wrapped filet mignon, chicken breast, sides, desserts, and so much more. When you use code NHL, you'll also get an additional 8 Omaha Steaks burgers free with your order. You heard reports about shortages and shipping delays, so don't wait. Order the perfect gift package today at omahasteaks.com and you're going to get eight free burgers when entering the code NHL. Achieve gifting greatness with Omaha Steaks. Incredible flavor, incredible value, and 100% guaranteed. And remember, that's keyword NHL at omahasteaks.com. You listen to podcasts for the power of knowledge. You switch to Boost Mobile for the power of saving money. Because with Boost, you get the power of a free 5G phone so you can listen to all the latest episodes. The power of three unlimited data lines for up to 30 bucks a month per line so your family can harness all that brain power too. And the power of one of America's largest 5G networks so you can do it all at the speed of 5G. With all that money you'll save and all that knowledge you'll gain, just how powerful will you become? Switch to Boost Mobile and find out. And get a free Samsung Galaxy A32 5G when you switch to one of America's largest 5G networks. More to save. More power to save. Boost Mobile. Disclaimer. Free phone limited to new customers and one per line. Additional restrictions apply. Offers and coverage not available everywhere for all phones or networks. See BoostMobile.com for details. As always, folks, thank you so much for making Locked On Canadians your first listen every day. We are free and available on all podcasting platforms. Now to take the hard left turn here from talking about World Juniors and how fun that is and how excited we are for it. COVID is running rampant across the NHL. I believe the Calgary Flames have had games up until December 16th canceled. There was a stat today, I can't remember if it was Alan Walsh or someone else, that up to 17% of the NHL's player pool has been in COVID protocol at some point this season. That's 123 players. And with numbers on the rise, and we're seeing more and more cases, Carolina added uh, Seth Jarvis, Sebastian Ajo, and a coach to that as well. I don't know if it's due to the new Omicron variant or what it is, but the biggest thing is that COVID's spreading again, even despite vaccinations, which... It can still do that. And it looks really bad for the NHL getting this season off without needing delays in it. And I've saw it a lot on Twitter this morning, and a lot of people are asking, is there going to be a season pause again to kind of let this run out here? And I had sent Laura a tweet from Rick Westhead this morning that was, I think, 
probably the most stark, um, scary point here. And this comes from Rick Westhead's Twitter. Spoke to infectious disease expert, Dr. Andrew Morris about pro sports events in the Omicron. He says Omicron cases are doubling in Ontario every two to three days and estimates 10K daily cases by December 31st and predicts the Ontario government will soon have to close NHL and NBA games to fans. The government has no choice. I don't think there are any fans out there who want that to happen. And But in the interest of keeping people safe, it's kind of hard to not imagine this is what's going to happen here. And I'm really hoping that the NHL has some kind of plan in place here for this because winging it and hoping for the best so far and hoping COVID just kind of goes away uh, hasn't worked out well so far, unfortunately. I think that the last thing that they want is to cancel the season altogether. I think it's extremely likely that there's going to be a point where fans won't be allowed in arenas, especially in Canada where the the rules are a lot more stringent. Um, I think that one of the things that we need to keep in mind though, is that what's most likely to happen is that the NHL and the NHLPA at some point give up on the idea of going to the Olympics uh, and then they take that as that two-week break, that pause in the season. I just saw uh, recently, I want to say it might have been today, from uh, Rachel Donner over at Lockdown Flyers, uh, posted that the uh, that the Flyers are now requesting that uh, they're, they're implementing a vaccine passport uh, for people who want to go to the games. I believe that's in line with what Philadelphia is doing. They are borrowing what New York was doing, obviously here in Montreal, uh, in Toronto. We have those restrictions in place as well as Ottawa. Like you do need to show a vaccine passport. But at this point, the fact that it's spreading through vaccinated uh, people and it's it's this new variant that is apparently extremely, extremely transmissible. uh, And it's it's a big, big, uh, it's big. They're expecting the numbers to rise exponentially. Like it's a big, big, um, what do you call it? Uh, uh, spread that they're expecting. I think that it is possible that there's going to be some sort of pause. And I think that it might not be the choice of the, like the owners of the teams, maybe the teams themselves with the NHL might put their foot down. However, I don't think it's going to be a pause like last time where it was months on end and then there was a bubble. I literally think that there's going to be a point where like, everybody's like, let's just, let's just pause and make sure that, you know, everybody's sort of, um, you know, everybody's got a chance to have put some time between uh, encountering other people, I think is, is really the big, you know, encountering each other, whether it's at the, at the arena or practicing or in the room and then opponents and things like that with something that's with a variant that's so transmissible, they might just want to put like, I, I can't remember what you call it, but it's like, it's a block. Right. And, and it's, it's what we kept trying to do in, in the early months of COVID. And uh, now I think it's just one of those things where it's just going to be rolling along. There's going to be a pause, but it'll be short. And it'll likely be the Olympic weeks that we give up or that the NHL players give up. Well, here's the thing is they might not even go to the Olympics at this point because China's policy is that if you test positive, you can, you have to spend up to five weeks in isolation and everything. And if you are a professional athlete, you can't uh, do that. You can't stay in you can't stay in China for five weeks because then you have teams going, what the hell? Like it, it's a real bad situation in that, yeah, all these guys are vaccinated. I'm pretty sure the only unvaccinated player still in the NHL is Tyler Bertuzzi, and that's a store for locked on Red Wings and locked on NHL, not us. But 
my my whole thought with this is what do you do if you go over there and you have a positive test and you're asymptomatic you're sol and then you're out for a month and a half away from your nhl team like what do you even do in that time frame like even if you get there and you test positive and the olympics last what about three weeks two three weeks like you still have half a month or to a month afterwards where you were still in a foreign country and you were unavailable to your team. Can you imagine that if you are the Edmonton Oilers and Connor McDavid is over there, wins a gold medal and then tests positive for COVID and he, your entire season is riding on that. You would be furious. And I know players want to go. It was the one thing they wanted or one of the biggest things they wanted in the last negotiations in the CBA. And they got that. And they might still not be able to do it just because the safety risk there, they are pieces of a bigger business model for a team's owner. And if you're a team owner, you don't take let those assets go into a high risk situation where the thing that's making you money at home, your NHL franchise might stand to lose out. And I believe the wording is the NHL can pull up, pull out of the games up to one day before they are expected to leave. So this is, they're going to ride this as close to that finish line. We're going to get an 11th hour cancellation or a confirmation here. And I'd love it if this, you know, if the NHL got this under control, but between this and the way the NFL has been going, it's been really ugly in terms of pro sports and COVID outbreaks lately. Yeah. And I think this was, this was kind of expected, but I think what people expected differently was that at this point when it, when it was traveling this fast throughout all the leagues and the people and everything was that it would have been a less deadly version of the virus. Like everybody keeps talking about how this is going to turn from a pandemic into an endemic and it's going to be like the flu. We're not there yet. Like we're just literally not there yet. So people thought that we had a little bit of time with the vaccinations. Obviously nobody was expecting a, an extremely transmissible like variant that we don't even know all that much about. But also I just think that there were a lot of places Montreal included, like Quebec included, sorry, that like they were just like, oh, we're just going to go back to normal, no capacity limits, everyone can go back to work, Um, you know, there's Vax passports, but like, you can still, you can still work at your office now, which at at first it wasn't up until November, right? So all of a sudden, everybody was going back to normal, schools were open, restaurants open, uh, retail stores, so literally, like, when you act like the virus isn't there, the only difference was, like, you needed, sh- you needed to show a Vax passport to go to a restaurant or a game or the gym, and, like, you have to wear a mask indoors, but everything else is, like, people are just, like, they're living their lives as if there was no pandemic going on, so this is something that was to be expected, and I think that's something that the NHL kind of might have been a little bit ahead in terms of they have to test and go into protocol, but that's literally it. That was the only that was the only protection they had. I just I feel like we're still going to be doing this, and we're we're going to be having this conversation this time next year on the podcast. I think the only difference is there won't be an Olympics. Well, speaking of the next year on the podcast and everything, we have a very fun announcement for all of you that's been a little while in the making, and we're going to get into all of that coming up in our final segment. Plus, we're going to announce our giveaway winner, so you're going to want to stick around for that, and that's all coming up next. Folks, it's the holiday season, and if you're looking for something great to give as a gift, you should check out Stance Apparel. They just launched their new active apparel line. It's incredibly soft, incredibly comfortable, and they've got socks, shirts, joggers, hoodies, 
so much else out there that is so different than anything else on the market. Founded in 2009, Stance Apparel represents a radical reinvention of all those things that you're so used to, socks, underwear, and active apparel. With a sharp focus on comfort, quality, and creativity, Stance brings an atypical aesthetic alongside some of pop culture's hottest collaborators for the ultimate in style and self-expression. Because everything you wear should be a direct extension of who you are and how you feel. They've got incredible designs like Wu-Tang, Batman, The Goonies, Star Wars, The Office, Disney, and Marvel, and so much more. There is something for everybody. They are incredibly soft, incredibly comfortable, and Stance always believes that the perfect fit matters for more than fitting in. That those who feel good, do good. And go see for yourself. Register for an account at stance.com and get 15% off your first purchase. Use promo code LOCKEDON at checkout to apply. Enjoy the color and comfort of a less ordinary life with Stance. So for everyone who followed us, we hit 500 episodes about two-ish, two, three weeks ago. Time has no meaning, etc., etc. And we ran a contest where for episodes 501 to 505, we had a different player name every day of the week and to be entered into our contest to win a shirt from 514 Shirts or a mask or scrunchie from Hey Shea's Etsy shop. All you had to do was email us those uh, were those five keywords at LockdownCanadians at gmail.com. Laura and I, before the show, put up a video and we had a random generator pick the names out of the email entries. Thank you to everyone who entered. Please, if you didn't win, please go check out 514 Shirts. Please go check out Shana's Etsy shop. They are both phenomenal. They have something for everybody. And our shirt winner is Martin Phillips. And our mask winner is Isa Beauchamp. And all we need you folks to do is email us uh, your size or preference. So Martin, uh, check out 514 Shirts. Tell us which shirt you want and what size so we can get that sent to you. And uh, Isa, if you want the scrunchie or mask, please let us know in the email so we can get that sorted out for you. And we also had a contest on our Twitter account. All you had to do is just retweet our tweet. And it helped if you said nice things. It was still randomly picked, but we do need that confidence boost from time to time. <laughs> and our winner from JD Young Designs, his Etsy shop with his stickers where you can get small goals boy and power horse stickers or shark stickers if you're into that kind of thing, is Adam Tiller. And we will be in touch with you shortly about where to send your prizes to everyone. I know we said it on our 500 episode. Thank you so much for all of your support. 500 episodes means a lot. And... Lauren, myself could not do this without all of your support every single day. We've gone two and a half years where there was a pandemic that canceled half a season, an improbable Stanley Cup final run, and then they fired everybody. So it has been <laughs> an absolute roller coaster. And Laura, before I get into our next big announcement, do you have anything to add for our contest winners? Yes. So for the Mask Wars Grinchy, if you want me to send you a link to each, uh, please just shoot me an email at the LockedOnCanadians at Gmail account. You know, we really enjoyed this, and I think we're going to do some more giveaways, which are going to be tied to the announcement that uh, I think Scott is about to make. Scott, do you want the honors? Yes, we are pivoting to TikTok. <laughs> 
I mean, no, we're not, not really, but like if we if it's close, it's close. We are actually, and it is up right now. There are a few small videos on it. Lockdown Canadians is now available on YouTube. You will get full episodes of our podcast on there in video form. So when I am yelling and screaming like an unhinged lunatic and startling the dog, you get to witness my face turn a color I didn't know it could. So <laughs> if you go and look up Lockdown Canadians on YouTube, Please subscribe to our channel there. We want to build that up. We're going to have full episodes starting soon once we've got the whole process down and we work out uh, some of the technical things. How I'm going to log in from the other side of the world. So I have my setup. It's coming. It's on the way. That's what we've been waiting for this whole time. Um, And the setup is almost here. However, like just around the same time, I'm going halfway across the world. Now I am going to be, I can't, I can't take the setup because it is actually not a laptop. I'm taking my iPad with me uh, and my microphone. So we don't know how this is going to go, but uh, we're going to try and we're going to make sure that I'm able to log in. If not, you will see a picture of my face and you will hear me talking. You might not see me in real time, but I'm going to send Scott a picture to like be able to put up on the lore side of the graphic in case it does not work on video. And for those who are interested, we will have guests uh, with Laura being on the other side of the world. Schedules aren't always going to line up, and that's just how things work. Uh, So we will have some of our regular friends. I've already talked to Ian Boisvert, who is more than willing to pop in here and will help uh, as we get this started. And we are very excited. YouTube's a lot of fun. Uh, Once we get what is and isn't allowed from our bosses, for anyone who remembers Spotify green rooms, there might be a live stream where we just talk about everything for an hour or so. And yes, before anyone asks, the video of me drinking flaming hot Cheeto Mountain Dew will be up and live once we are fully uh, set up and ready to go on YouTube. I'm really excited about this. It's going to be very, very fun. And we're hoping that all of your support that you've given us on this show as the podcast will continue into that video form as well. The podcast will still be available as it is, uh, edited and put up as uh, usual on uh, all your podcasting platforms, etc. But now you also get it in video form, which is quite frankly, even cooler. Cause like I said, you get to watch me react to the Canadians doing God knows what the entire time. So uh, you can check that out. Lockdowncanadians at gmail.com. We will tweet out the link uh, tomorrow when this episode comes out. So today, when you're listening to this, uh, Laura, is there anything else before we go for the evening? Yes, I wanted to do a food wreck. I'm feeling very, very smug. So I uh, recommended one of my favorite places uh, to one of our listeners and friends, uh, who is Jim. And, um, and so I'm going to borrow this food wreck because I don't know when we're going to have the time this week, what with all the crossovers and all the fun things that we're going to be doing. Uh, the food wreck is actually a pizza place. It is called Il Focolaio. It is right downtown. And they like, I love their pizzas. I could live on them forever. Probably not. Um, but, but they're so delicious. They're so convenient. They're so well-priced. You can get takeout. You can go there. Uh, and one of their salads is really good. The like the basic salad that they make is just so delicious. And the pizza is to die for, which is it's really weird because it's it's in it's in a very businessy, uh, sort of shoppingy district, and it's just it's 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 so good. And I'm feeling pretty good about that. So if you want a pizza downtown, like a like a wood fire pizza kind of thing, uh, go to Il Focolaio. 
Montreal. And that is going to be on the big spreadsheet that I'm making for all of the food wrecks for if you're coming to Montreal for the draft or at any time. Hopefully it won't get canceled again because of this new variant. Fingers crossed that we'll be able to have fun this summer and you will be able to go to all of these places that I'm currently recommending. I mean, I hope so. I mean, I just want to go to Mapouille because I'm really dying for a Portuguese chicken poutine. But Laura has everyone covered. She's going to send me this spreadsheet at some point so I can plan out my trip as well. Uh, that wraps up this episode. Like Laura said, we are going to have a crossover with Locked On Flyers. We are going to have our mailbag later this week. There is so much happening this week that you're not going to want to miss it. And if you like Locked On Canadians, please check out Locked On Bets, where your boy Q and Lee Sterling have been absolutely killing it. Thank you all, and we'll see you all next time.